Hello, Restoration Church, sitting here again with Nathan as we record what we think is going to be our final episode on spiritual warfare. I trust that it will be. You think so? I think so. All right, so, well, uh, let's briefly recap. So, this is an excuse not to go listen to the other ones. If you haven't listened to the other ones, we encourage you to do so. Mm -hmm. Uh, We trust that there's some helpful information in those. But real quick, Nathan, so one of the first things we talked about was spiritual warfare, Mm -hmm. and often what can come to mind in that is some internal battle that we'll get to, but often that's not the way it happens. Or not only internal battle, but maybe some grand display of... You know, some amazing thing happening. You know, yeah, oftentimes yeah. it's it's subtle and non-distinct. So Genesis three, we've talked about this. The first spiritual warfare yeah. is an act of what is what happens? Well, he twists God's words instead of he doesn't deny God's words. He just twists them. That's right. So Satan twists God's word, and yeah. that's a theme throughout the yeah. Bible. So briefly recap this spiritual warfare through false teaching. Yeah. So is the idea here is, is is that's what he's after. He's going to try to get you to believe lies. He's that's why he's called the deceiver, deceiver, the father of lies. That's what he's called. And that's because that's the most important work that he does, is to get you to believe lies. That's what the Muslim does. That's what the Jehovah Witness does, is they believe lies. Those are easy for us, though. We can see those. The more subtle ways that the evil one gets us throughout Scripture, time and again, the New Testament is always referencing this, namely, that you have to be alert and note when teachers, or even ourselves, just in enough, apart from teachers, are believing lies about God. Mm-hmm. So, uh, we've got to be alert. Yep. So you have a, a couple passages here that you've that we've referenced referenced throughout. Yeah. So a couple of those would be to alert us to false teachers. Yeah, I think there's again. I think you can find this probably in any New Testament epistle. Uh, but and even couple, as you think about the Old Testament, that's God's right. charge against the the prophets and that's the priests. Right. They were right. they were yeah. not teaching God's word. That's right. Or but, falsely teaching, yeah. But I mean, I think probably the best place to illustrate this is in Acts, as Paul's getting ready. He's saying bye to the to the Ephesian elders. He's not going to see him again, and he basically gives his summarizing statement: Acts twenty twenty eight. Pay careful attention to yourselves. Pay careful. He doesn't just say pay. Hey, pay attention, guys. He says pay careful attention to yourselves and to all the flock. That would be guys like us, the pastors, uh, in which the Holy Spirit has made you overseers. We're the overseers. To care for the church of God, which he obtained with his own blood, I know, doesn't say I think, I know, he says, that after my departure, fierce wolves will come in among you, not sparing the flock, and from among your own selves will arise men speaking twisted things, for what purpose? To draw away the disciples after them. And here's, this is the charge, this whole podcast series. Verse 31, therefore, so what do we do? Be alert. Mm. Be alert, remembering that for three years I did not cease night or day to admonish everyone with tears. And he goes on to talk about how he, he commends them to the word of his grace. So that's how we are alert, is by be by sitting under good teaching and being alert and paying careful attention to ourselves with that word. What's Real quick, the difference, we've said this again and again and again, what's yeah. the difference between being alert yeah. and being so suspicious that you trust no one and you're just a curmudgeon and you're no fun to be around? Well, I think the latter, the, the curmudgeon, <laughs> the, you know, the Bible would have us to be trusting of one another. Uh, we'll probably get into this later, but I think the way in which we protect in our alert is this is what church membership is so helpful in doing, is because we say there's a statement of beliefs and a church covenant. You know, maybe some of you listening to this are not crazy when you went through that, but this is what we're trying to do. We're trying to protect people from wolves. And so uh, the way in which we can lose some suspicion or maybe some 
the way that we can protect against cynicism, yeah, cynicism. Um, is to at. is to really be thankful for careful church membership that has definable doctrines that are upheld and maintained and pastors that are being held in light of those things. And being alert is just, all right, I know that truth. And so as I hear things come through, I just want to make sure and push it through the truth of God's Word. Amen. And then we can be, we can celebrate other churches that do yes. this as well. So there's Amen. plenty in our city that are faithfully teaching and practicing the gospel. And we don't have to say we're the only gospel-believing church, only got it right. No, we yeah. celebrate and we're thankful anytime we see God's truth being faithfully proclaimed. Yeah, that's right. And so we don't have to be cynics and filled with cynicism right. while being alert. Yep. So, yep. so yep. false teachers come in from among us. We yeah. have to be alert just because you pick up a book in the Christian bookstore yes. or just because someone takes the name of Christ yeah. does not mean yeah. that they are faithfully teaching Scripture. Just don't assume that because something is on the top ten Christian booksellers' best top ten list that that means that they're faithful um, in their teaching. Uh, you know, I have found that oftentimes there's books in that list almost every time I see them, there's, there's bad books in there. Yeah. Yeah. So that's that we talked about that the, the false teaching. Uh, we talked about God is sovereign over all this. No temptation passes to us yep. except through His gracious hands. Yeah. So what is God's role? What is His purpose in allowing, ordaining, causing, however you want to say it, yep. in our spiritual warfare? Uh, he's there to. I think Scripture would have us to see that He's testing us for the purposes of building us up. That's right. You know, that we, we might, you know, when when you know God may introduce, however you want to say that word, however you want to introduce that permit something another friend to come into your life that takes the name Christian and they start telling you to, you know, whatever the case may be that, uh, you know, listen, you need to give in to all your sexual mores, you know, then you should have something in there. That's God, God's aspect of that is to test you to see where your heart actually is so that you'll go to God's word, you'll go to God's people and say, no, that's wrong. This is true. This sexual ethic is accurate and it's good for me and it's good for the glory of God. That's right. We think about Job. That happens to Job. We talked about it in the first episode. We'll also even see this week when you preach Judges. Yeah. There's this element of these yeah. things happen and it says to test them. Yep, to test them. Uh, yep. And God's testing is a good thing. Yep. Satan's objective is? It should, well, just to put a button on that. So it shows us where we really are mm-hmm. and it strengthens us. That's right. And drives us to, yeah. to hold fast to him. Yeah. And Satan's role is to tear us down, to do the opposite. He's trying to take us down. And again, his whole thing is to try to get you to believe lies. So I'm going to read a passage for you. 2 Corinthians 11 says, uh, let's see, for verse 13, for such men are false apostles, deceitful workmen. Listen to this, disguising themselves as apostles of who? Christ. Wait, what? Yes, that's what it says. Disguising themselves as apostles of Christ, and no wonder, for even Satan disguised himself as an angel of light. So it is no surprise if his servants also disguise themselves as servants of righteousness. Their end will correspond to their deeds. So Satan's whole plan is he's going to try to disguise or pose in such a way as to be a vessel of light on the same team as us, wearing the same uniform. But in actuality, his whole goal is to tear us down by getting us to believe things that are not true. As Paul says to Timothy, wandering off into myths, That's right. things that are not true. Yeah, so he, he comes at us with our own our own sinful desires. Not mm-hmm. every desire is sinful, but we mm-hmm. have sinful desires that he can pull at. There's things in the society around us mm-hmm. that will begin to, can, to tempt us to uh, rebel, to pursue our own passions and inclinations. And then we can think about the own internal self, the, the attacks of the evil one on our mind, which we'll talk about in a minute. Yeah. So you kind of have Satan, sin, and society. Yeah, the unholy trinity, as <laughs> yeah, I like to call that's it. That's right. Uh, it's, it is yeah. trying to topple the authority of Christ. 
That's, that's all right. they're trying to do. That's right. Get you to, to get one of those things to be the authority, to usurp the authority of Christ in his truth. That's right. Yeah. So what is how do we fight against this? What's the what's the defense? Well, the defense is the kind of the you know, we think Colossians three here, the stuff you'd put off. You know, uh you kind of you know, you do if there are if there are particular lies that you're inclined to believe, then you don't go to those places. That's what Proverbs talks about. Uh so if you're you know, as if it's yeah, no, if it's a television show, if it's a radio show, if it's a, it's a particular street you walk down, if it's uh if it's a website you might visit, maybe you're prone to materialism and thinking that that is where joy is found, then you need to delete Amazon. That's defense. That's putting stuff off. Cancel the Prime membership if you have a habit of one clicking. Yeah, that's right. That's right. You know, and, and again, it's not as though Amazon is the problem, no, right? No, it's, it's, it's not. The, it's believing this lie. Satan has you to believe this lie. Yeah, if you just get that jacket or that piece of clothing or that camera or something. Then you then you're going to be joyful, and so the defense is putting things off, um, you know, uh, the kind of the mechanisms that would have you to not um, be tempted. That's right. But that's not enough. Yeah, and, and well, Scripture always talks about when it talks yep. about put off, yep. kill what is earthly among you, all yep. these things. It always follows up with put on. Yeah. So then about Colossians three, yep. you know, it starts off set your minds on things above. Well, how do you do that? You put off. Yep. What is earthly among you? And then yep. as God's chosen ones, put on. Yeah. And so how do we begin to put on these things that, that would characterize us to help us fight? Those three things that almost every Christian knows, uh, we're going to hit you with it. And it's true. You can, like we said before in the previous podcast, you can roll your eyes all you want. But for 2,000 years of church history, this is how people get it right and live a good life. That's right. Namely is they put on prayer. So they put on prayer. So they spend time cultivating an intimate relationship with God. Uh, knowing God, adoring God, confessing sin to God, those kinds of things, being thankful to God yeah, in prayer. And, and praying with others. Even. Praying with yeah, others. Yeah. yeah, so that's spiritual warfare. When you go to prayer at 930, when we're not having Titus 2, that's spiritual warfare. That's right. It's putting on. Every every time you pray in your community groups, you are waging war. That's right. Yeah. Against the yeah. evil one. And your heart is being inclined to the truth. And the second one is word, so prayer, word, so obvious cultivating the truth. In order for you to deny the truth, you have to know the truth. So you got to put on the word. And so guys, you got to read the Bible. You have to read the Bible. Yeah. You've got how many Bibles sitting at home right now or right here on this device that you're listening to. The Bible's on that thing too. That's right. You got good preaching, good teaching around you. So you're putting on the word, you're meditating on it day and night. That's what we saw Joshua. Joshua was right. called to do this meditate. He, God was with him and yet he still needed to meditate and yeah. do the word. Yeah. So you got to know the word. You can't but you can't reject lies if you don't know what the truth is. So That's right. Yeah, so Bible, prayer, and then finally is community. And not just any community, but a community that's going to promote the truth of yep. the gospel and the glorious of the nature and the character of God. And they're going to keep bright lights between darkness and light. And that's they're going right. to make sure that's wrong, that's that's good. That's yeah. wrong. That's wrong. That's yeah. yeah. So so that's you know that's the, that's a recap and even further than what we've talked about. Let's let's spend the next ten minutes. The last kind of episode. A lot of our mm. warfare is happening internally inside the battle of our own mind. Yep. Uh, that that's happening there. And so uh, the the internal war the 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 war in the mind. So I think of I think of Peter, uh, where he says. Uh, prepare your minds for action, being sober-minded. Set your hope fully on the grace that will be brought to you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. Yes. Uh, which he says basically the same thing when he says, uh, be sober-minded, be watchful. Why? Your adversary, the devil, prowls around like a roaring, roaring lion seeking someone to devour. Yeah. He wants to take us down. That's right. And the way he's going to do that again is by posing as light 
appealing to our base inclinations to pull us down. Right. So Satan has a couple tactics. He lies to us. Mm-hmm. He accuses us. He tempts us, and he also seeks to divide and isolate us. Yep. I think if I were to boil it down, those so what would be some of the ways that Satan would lie to you, Nathan? What's the battle going on in your mind where he you are to- how you are what your job is. Mm. Uh, you are what your enemy says you are. You are whoever that enemy is. You are how tall you are. You are how you know how much hair you have i mean well like whatever like whatever whatever somebody else defines you as that's the lie that's right yeah, that's right. yeah. or god doesn't love me or like me there you or go. If, he, if he likes me he doesn't love me or yeah. Yeah. the the lie of god saved me by grace but now i really need to earn his love in order to keep him pleased with me that's a lie yeah yeah, yeah those yeah. are all lies that or or even even you know even things like you know jesus was created as mm-hmm. jehovah witnesses say that's mm-hmm. a lie you know, that's a doctrinal lie. That's right. And so, you know, or, or you know, you know what that Bible verse means there doesn't really mean that. It means something else. You don't actually have to obey that, whatever that is. That's a lie. Right. Yeah, so there's plenty of lies. How about, so Satan lies to us. He also accuses us. What would be some accusations that Satan might make of us, to us, uh, to, yeah, to, to draw us away from pursuing and enjoying Christ? Yeah, the lie and the accuse are pretty similar. Yeah, I think they're similar. Yeah, so he, you know, the lie is, you know, is, is really something that you're maybe actively believing, but you're being accused of that lie. Exactly. So, so it's more aggressive, I guess. Yeah. So in that sense, then, uh, I think you're often being, you're often being accusing. The way evil one uses accusing is by getting us, uh, to live inside of our guilt. Ain't, that's exactly. Yeah. I think Satan, yeah. when we're he's a, you're so guilty, you're yeah. so shamed, you could never yeah. go to God now. Yeah. Yeah. You need to work it off before to go to Him. You need yeah. to pray. You need to read your Bible or whatever. Or you're really blew it this time. Yeah, you're you too know, far you from need, God. You never get this right, man. You can't yeah. be redeemed. Yeah. You know, you're such a loser. How many more times are you going to do this? You failed yeah. again. Nobody loves you. How could God love you? That's right. And so I, I think it's that accusing. Uh, yeah. So Satan is yeah. so. Christian, be aware yeah, uh, yeah. of these things when you start to feel these. We'll come back and ask some questions about how do we discern this yep. uh, in a minute. But so Satan lies, he accuses, he tempts. We've talked about this. He tempts you with images. He tempts you with material possessions. He tempts you with money. He tempts you with power. He tempts you with... Yeah. yeah. I, again, just if you notice in the New Testament epistles, there's a few common calling cards by false teachers is they appeal to sensuality. So that's just your base senses, whatever you like, your likes and dislikes. Uh, they tend to sort of appeal to greed. That's another one mm-hmm. that's common. Yeah. So like just get this money, get some more money, and then things are going to be great. And then another one is rejecting authority. So those, there's just a few ways he can tempt. So yeah. don't believe that pastor who says X, Y, and Z is right or whatever. Yeah, that, that passage you were just reading in Jude before we yeah. kind of got on air, whatever you call yeah, this, yeah. Yep. <laughs> was really yeah. insightful. Yeah, uh, about pulling them to their own base desires. Base desires. Yeah, yeah he, he he equates them to animals in verse ten. But these people blaspheme all that they do not understand, and they are destroyed by all that they, like unreasoning animals, understand instinctively. Mm-hmm. So they're destroyed by living in their instincts. And so you can tell false teaching if it sounds like it's trying to get you to just live in your base instincts mm-hmm. instead of. Instead of rejecting that, repenting of that, and living under the authority of Christ. That's right. Which is life-giving. That's right, yeah. So Satan lies to us, he accuses us, he tempts us. He also, I think one of the greatest 
uh, that we don't we may not think of this as spiritual warfare, yeah. but dividing and isolating. So bring in division mm-hmm. through gossip, through slander, mm-hmm. through bitterness. Yeah. Why is this an act of spiritual warfare? Well, I think it it gets you to you know the. I think Jesus says himself, right? Everybody thinks that Abraham Lincoln said it, but a house divided against itself cannot stand. Mm. Just Satan hates the church because Jesus loves the church. It's his vessel. And so if he can get people to gossip and slander each other and therein divide the church, which I think is a lot of what Paul was writing to the church at Philippi was all about. We meditated on that in this right. past year. Unity. Yeah. And so the way in which warfare can happen is, is that's causing division. And Satan knows that a house divided against itself can't stand and complaining and, di- and slander is attempting to cause division to God's church. That's right. That's right. If we think of the church, the gates of hell will not prevail against it. It's offensive. It's going. But Satan is still attacking. So if that's one thing he can tear down and be a local church, Mm -hmm. that's exactly what he's going to try to do. And And he'll oftentimes like to pick on pastors. That's why you need to pray for your pastors. If he can take down a couple leaders then he can divide the church a lot easier. That's right. That's right. So we need to not just, so Martin Lloyd-Jones used to say, if you don't know him, he was a pastor in London uh, during the 40s and 50s. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so he used to say, most of our problems come from listening to ourselves. Mm -hmm. And so the solution is we need to do what, Nathan? Listen to Jesus. Listen to Jesus or preach to ourselves, right? Preach Preach the gospel to ourselves. And so this goes back to the whole Bible prayer and community. So when I'm reading the Bible, I'm preaching to myself. When I'm praying, hopefully I'm praying through and with the gospel, being Mm -hmm. mindful. And so I think as as we're attacked, we're lied to, we're accused, uh, we're tempted to gossip, slander, divide, we just need to ask some questions. You know, does this line up with the gospel of Jesus Christ? Mm -hmm. Does this sound like the devil's accusation or the spirit's conviction? Yeah. Uh, why yeah. am I considering this behavior? What is the outcome? Um, any other questions we might want to sift through? Yeah, I think, again, you sort of, on the on the one hand, understanding how the enemy works, that's what we were talking about earlier, sin, okay. Satan, and society, the unholy trinity. Does this sound more like them? And then that's the enemy. And then understanding, going back to what we said before, reading your Bibles, praying, uh, or does this sound more like Jesus? And here's the great thing about the gospel. Oftentimes what we can find is if there's an accusation or a lie that we're believing, here, get this, we can agree with Satan, but that's not the end of the story. Right. I was counseling somebody in this just yesterday in my office. They were struggling with a particular thing, and they kind of heard this lie that was coming in, and they were asking if it's true. And you know, they were referencing something maybe in their past, and I said, listen, guess what? It is true. Part of it is. You did fail. You did sin. But that's not the end of the story. That's right. So you can just agree with Satan and say, yeah, that's true. But guess what? Jesus died for that. It is clear. I am white as snow. That's right. So you got to keep going. So all I just said there was, you got, again, just rehearsing how the enemy acts and rehearsing the truth of the gospel, agreeing with the evil one if he's right, but telling more of the story by preaching the gospel to yourself. A great act of spiritual warfare is not looking back just two days or ten days or ten years, but looking back 2,000 years. And then looking forward to the eternal heaven where I will be. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. So any any other words? I'm going to read Ephesians 6 here in a minute just to close out a classic pastor on spiritual warfare. But any other thoughts on this? Yeah, I think that you know the the one thing I don't know if we were super clear on it. Yeah, I just would like to say because it's come up. I've had a couple people ask me in these from these podcasts. I just do think it's important to note that um, uh, that we do find the scriptures teaching that these false teachers will be sometimes what they call waterless clouds and fruitless trees. In other words, they're going to look like rain clouds. They're going to rain, but they never rain. They're going to be they're going to look like trees. They're going to bring fruit, but they don't actually bring fruit. So in other words, they're going to look like the sort of 
thing of Christianity. They're going to take the name of Christ. Like I read from that passage in 2 Corinthians 11, they're angels of uh, righteousness, messengers of righteousness. So uh, so that's the importance. So one thing I would just say is don't be surprised if somebody says they're a Christian, they love Jesus, whatever the case may be. Just make sure and run that through the truth, and you can have confidence. This is, again, uh, have confidence in the membership of Restoration Church or another gospel-believing church mm-hmm. that you're a part of because pastors and the members themselves are trying to protect the truth therein. Whereas if people out remotely sort of operating on their own and calling themselves Christian and they're, they're not meaningfully a part of a church, you should be more suspicious of them than, than they, than you would be if they were a member of your church. So all I just said there again was just, if they're a member of your church, you can have more confidence. Uh, but if somebody's out on the, calling themselves a Christian and they're not meaningfully connected to a local church, don't be surprised if they say they're a Christian. Uh, don't this just automatically assume that everything they're going to say is going to be right. You need to be a little suspicious, be alert, as always said, yeah. run it through the gospel, yeah. and uh, live in the truth, and have joy. Amen. And Amen. Again, don't it. be a cynic. doesn't mean they yeah. are or aren't. Just ask yeah. questions That's and those right. type of things. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah and I, th- I think that, um, yeah, those things, I was going to say something, and I just forgot what it was. Well, just, again, yeah. got people on TV, you know, that, are, that have a Bible open. Not well. I don't, I'm not going to put a percentage. They're just rarely not good stuff. <laughs> I mean, sorry, that didn't that didn't that didn't make any sense. It's just oftentimes not really helpful. So just at the end of the day, do what the Christians have been doing for two thousand years. Just be part of your local church Amen. and sit under the ministry of there and the brothers and sisters inside of that. It came back to me. It came back to me. So yeah. here's the thing. Somebody might hear this. I'm like, I've got to know everything to be able to fight against everything. And I was like, no, no, no. you need to know a couple things well. Yep. You yep. need to you need to know the character of God, yep. and you need to know the gospel. Yep. With those two things, yep. you can defeat any lie that comes That's your exactly way. Exactly right. I have I can say this with definitive proof up to my forty two years on this earth, and my roughly twenty years as a Christian, and my roughly nine or ten years as a pastor. I am not I'm not kidding when I say this. Every single uh, uh, attack or counseling situation, I have yet to find one question that can't be answered by the gospel. That's right. Yeah, so everything. Do, don't feel like you have to go be an expert in yep. everything and eschatology and soteriology yep. and blah, blah, blah. Just meditate on the gospel. What does the gospel say about that, whatever that is? That's right. That's spiritual warfare. All right. Well, we're out of time, but to, to end this, I'm going to read here Paul's call, command, admonition uh, from Ephesians chapter 6, verses 10 through 20. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his might. Put on the whole armor of God, that you may able to be able to stand against the schemes of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers over this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God, that you may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all to stand firm, stand therefore, having fastened on the belt of truth, having put on the breastplate of righteousness, there's your identity in Christ, and his shoes for your feet, having put on the readiness given by the gospel peace. In other words, the gospel will make you ready in every situation. In all circumstances, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish some the flaming darts of the evil one. No, all the flaming darts of the evil one. And the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God, praying sometimes in the Spirit. Tell no, me, praying all, all times, times in the spirit, spirit with all prayer and supplication, yeah. and it goes on. Yeah. And so, name Joey one of those things that is not in some way meaningfully connected to the message of the gospel. 
Yeah, it's not there. None of them. They're all meaningfully connected. So that's what we mean. If you understand the gospel and just give yourself to understanding, it's multifacetedness. Not just Jesus died for my sin and rose again. Not that. I mean, yes, that, but more than that. Justification, propitiation, adoption, all those words that are in the Bible. That's all that is. So, so brothers and sisters, let's keep on fighting uh, as we enjoy Christ together. And guess what? Let's end on this. All right. Satan loses. Yes, he does. <laughs> Every single time he loses. That's right. Uh, in the end, that is. Yeah. Uh, and so we get to rejoice, and we work from victory to victory. That's right. 